I'm Zach. I'm Roy. And this is Advice Hot Dog. Roy, welcome to episode 30 of Advice Hot Dog. Dirty 30. Yeah. Now it starts to happen. What now even, real life happens. Now this is when just the parts of the podcast just start deteriorating. And every sure. time we take the podcast to the podcast doctor, the doctor says, yep, that'll happen. Yep. From now on, this that is what you have to expect. Never going to go away. Right. Didn't used to be there, but now it is. Yeah. Um, that reminds me of something um, that uh, Corinne and I discovered this week, which relates to this because I'm starting to get a little bit of, of a paunch, yeah. like a little spread. and you get a muffin um, top. I am, I am, especially if I wear my skinny jeans. Um, or your tights that have jeans painted on the outside Sure, of them. yes, I like those too. Uh, I like how they emphasize my junk in the back. Um, I discovered that with no diet or no exercise, some diet, I can eat whatever I want. Well, I, I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. I discovered a new diet, okay, and I'm going to write a book, but okay. I'm going to give you the gist of it right now. Do it. It's called The Winner's Diet. Okay. So you can eat whatever you want, do no exercise, and if you start to get this little punch, which I'm, I'm uh, noticing on my body, all you do in order to impress those that you want to impress physically is you raise both hands up like you're winning and you're thin again. Okay. That's, That's how you get rid of your punch. It's just but you walk around with your hands. Exactly. You don't even have to bother sucking in your gut. No. Like you just, no, you you just walk hold, around hold like up your hands. You're right. You could get somebody to hold them up for you. Uh, that's true, but that gets complicated at parties. I think holding your hands up kind of technically counts as exercise. Mm, you only have to do it once, it's though. Low impact, but but still. Yeah. Do you think a single push up is exercise? Mm. Do you think you could do a single push up? Oh yes. Do you think you could do a single pull up? Yes. Uh, do you think you should wear pull-ups inside your skinny jeans? Very much so. De emphasize the junk in the back. Yep. How was your weekend, Roy? Oh, it was all right. Well, I, I guess uh, how was your week too? I, I don't even. Oh well, you know, this week I really um, was very concerned with uh, world world events. Okay. Yeah, you know, um, uh, Silvio Berlusconi w- was ousted from Italy. Had to resign. He was fired. Italy fired him. Uh, George Papandreou, same thing in Greece. Uh, you know, riots, uh, continued unrest in Syria and bombings. This is uh, depressing. Bombings right? in southern Sudan. Family Circus's creator, Bill Keane, died. Was he still working on Family Circus? I think his uh, sons are, are working on, on it now. I think the correct answer so the, Roy was, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who's, uh, yeah. I don't know who's I, actually doing I don't know. There. Um, you know, I always did really enjoy the family circuses that were just the little line behind mm-hmm. Billy uh, throughout an entire neighborhood. Because it's like a little labyrinth. Yeah, it was like the picture that had a whole bunch of things in it. Yeah. It was like Sergio Aragones did the family circus. <laughs> sure. You know, and it was about uh, prostitutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's what Bill Keens was? Uh, Sergio Aragones mostly draws prostitutes, I yes. think. Yes, Well, right. he draws women, and I think of all women as prostitutes. So. Sure, sure. I get, I get what you're saying. Uh, so a lot of horrible things in the news, like no, noteworthy, but, but horrible. But um, there was a little ray of, ray of sunshine for me this week because you, my friend and fellow hot dog collaborator, recorded something that I am guessing 
is going to enter the the Billboard charts at number one. You think? Yes, I do. You, you think that's where it's gonna that's where it's gonna launch? Yes, and I, I think you should announce it to our our listeners here because I'm I'm very excited about this. Yeah, my mom was pretty excited about it too. I uh, I against my better judgment played it for my mom, who immediately insisted that I g- make it so she could play it for everyone else on her phone. <laughs> Awesome. Um, so yeah, Roy uh, Roy wrote the first couple lines of a song. I'm gonna say seven or eight years ago. Uh, mm, longer. It's longer more like that. ten. More like ten. We yeah. were living in Scottsdale. I keep thinking, no matter how many years pass, that I've lived in Phoenix for ten years. Yeah. It's now it's eleven. 10. Yeah. Um, it's not even funny. So yeah, I, I, I recorded a little song. It's a, it's a, I was going to say it's an hour and 45 minutes long, but it's not, it's a minute and 45 seconds long and it's called in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was called the Mexican moon. I, well, I called it in Mexico. You call it in Mexico. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, I think that we're going to post it so that our listeners can listen to it. And you know what I would like? Mm-hmm. Maybe a video. Huh. Maybe some remixes. I don't know how to make know. a video. Uh, Aaron Burke of uh, local local fan favorite, the Mini Bosses, did an instrumental remix. He did. Yeah. Okay. Well, I then... sent it to him, and within minutes, he had sent me back an instrumental remix. I think he was <laughs> sitting around without a lot to do. Okay. Um, <laughs> that guy needs a job. Every once in a while, I uh, every once in a while, I'll come home uh, on a Tuesday from dinner, and my girlfriend will be off to karaoke, and I'll think oh, I've got. I've got like four or five hours to myself. What am I going to do? Oh. Um, and so... In so this, the first 20 so, minutes... Yeah, the first 20 minutes... You know what you're going to do. I know what I'm doing. And the, like the last 20 minutes, like so that so that she walks in just before the end of it. Yes. That's always exciting for everybody involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but in the middle, the three hours and 20 minutes left over... Um, yeah, I decided, uh, I decided this. Every once in a while, I just do a little project. Like mm-hmm. I, make a, I make a little... Like I make a website or something like sure. that. Sure. I just do a thing. Uh-huh. Uh, and this time it was a song. I, I, it turns out because of this podcasting, I have all of this gear. I've got good microphones and I've got a yeah. room where no one can hear me sing. And I've got... Uh, Scream. Yeah. And uh, this room is in space. Uh-huh. I installed a space heater and uh, it actually sucked out all the air. Uh, and uh, multi-track recording software that I know how to use. Yeah. Uh, and I'm nodding my head. Yeah, you are. Uh, so yeah, I, I recorded a song. It's pretty. I would characterize it as pretty offensive. Uh, you can see it that way, but you know, you do mention that there's beans in Mexico. Sure, but you know, I would never underestimate the power of the Mexican frijol. But there's the whole second verse, which is just a bunch of random Spanish words and phrases. Sure, I, that's yes. the that's the part that I find offensive. Oh, that's because it, I, it's not. Uh, it doesn't make sense yeah, grammatically. Yeah, sentences. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm offending Mexican librarians. I see. Okay. And, uh, they those librarians, man. They have tr- they have ties to the powerful drug lords. They will behead you. Yeah, that's another thing in the news. Very depressing. Yeah, so many bloggers getting their heads cut off. Yeah, that you can't prove that they're bloggers. Apparently, the drug lords are just saying, "There's another blogger's head," but it was that guy wasn't a blogger. Oh, he was just a head guy. He was a logger. They don't know what <laughs> words mean. They got him from Canada. I see. Wow, um, that'd be terrible. So yeah, maybe maybe I'll embed that uh, embed that song here so that our listeners can sure uh, can hear it. I'll also post a link on the Facebook for yep. it. Yep. In Mexico, under the Mexican moon, on the shores of Mexico, way down in Mexico, there are Mexicans. And there are half Mexicans And three-quarter Mexicans And beans And we 
drink in cantinas, cervezas with senoritas in Mexico. Mi uncles, jueves cinco sábado, enero, marzo, julio, julio cuatro. Me llamo Juan, yo soy un matador, yo quiero Taco Bell, señor, lo siento. Machu Picchu, Tenochtitlan, Buenos Aires, Titicaca, and Mexico. In Mexico, under the Mexican moon, on the shores of Mexico, way down in Mexico, there are Mexicans, and there are half Mexicans. And three-quarter Mexicans and beans. And we drink in cantinas, cervezas with senoritas in Mexico. Um, I did go and see a movie. What, I what went and saw J. Edgar. Yeah, how was that? Mm-hmm. I liked it. Um, as far as I could tell, it was not pro or con J. Edgar. Can I say that? Nor was it Con Air. Con Air. It wasn't Con Air, and I was expecting it to be. Um, I liked it very much. It had that guy from the Facebook movie, uh, Army Hammer, who played the twins. Okay. And he was very excellent in it. That's an awesome name. It is. It seems like he should be like a soldier. I don't know if Army is his real first name. It might be Armenian. That's like, who do you think would win in a fight between Army Hammer and Wolf Blitzer? Oh, I don't know. I think those two maybe should team up instead. So did he play both sets of twins? Was that just camera figury? Yeah, yeah it okay, was. So there weren't actually... There weren't There's actually just one twins. army hammer. Okay. And he stood up. There's army and navy. Yes, the twins. navy. The, hammer. the hammer brothers. From, <laughs> navy uh, is his from, sister. Well, from World 7-2. You really got to be careful. Um, so it was, it was pretty good. It reminded me a lot of the social network, actually. The pacing... Uh, was very slow and it concentrated very much on the like him his secretary and his number two guy which was um this this guy army hammer right and the time that he was in a crew race (laughs) yeah and it was all tilt shifted and the hall of the mountain king was playing yeah yep Mm -hmm. um i heard about i heard about something else you did this weekend that's what was that exciting uh, well, I heard about it in the kitchen about a half an hour ago when you oh, were telling yeah. me about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was exciting, huh, to, to hear that story. It's a good story. <laughs> yeah, I went to uh, this uh, sort of community pie social down, down at the Arts District in Phoenix. And it was called the Roosevelt Pie Social. Okay. And uh, what you could do is you could uh, bake a pie and take it to the social, and they would give you five tasting tickets. Uh, and those were good for five slices of pie. So their definition of a taste of pie is a slice is of a, pie. a slice. They weren't supposed to be really huge slices, but some of the bakers did give you big, big slices. Uh, so then there were people who showed up with pies, and then there were people who own bakeries or pie shops or whatever, places that I hadn't actually heard of. They were described as being celebrity chefs. Oh, yeah. So like, uh, so like Wolf Blitzer comes in and makes yes. his, his mom's classic peach pie. Uh huh. Although you said there wasn't much in the way of like a no, classic there peach wasn't. Pie. I think there were uh, three 
actual fruit pies, maybe four if you count the so what lemon you're meringue. Is that there one. were three pies, and then there were some other bullshit desserts. <laughs> well, pecan pie, you you wouldn't ever deny that being a pie. I guess that's true, and I wouldn't say that pumpkin pie wasn't pie. Yeah, there is pumpkin pie also. I didn't count that as fruit pie. <laughs> and who wants to eat pumpkin pie right now, knowing that in you know the next month or two months you're going to be sick of eating pumpkin right, pie yeah, for a whole year? You just eat an entire pumpkin pie for your Thanksgiving entree. Yes. Um, but the celebrity chefs made pies such as the pecan pie, which I thought I was excited about and had a nice flaky crust and stuff, but it was, uh, topped with a sort of salt caramel, which, uh, was disappointing. It was too rich. Uh, then there was another pie, which was a brownie pie that was topped with bacon bits. Um, I also had an apple jalapeno pie, which, um... It didn't actually have jalapeno in it. It was made with jalapeno butter. Okay. It was all right. I only ate three pieces of pie. pie. It was too much. After eating one piece, you got super, super high. No. And watched Super Pie Me. <laughs> yeah. That movie where Doug Benson drills uh, <laughs> drills a section out of his brain so and fills he, it with pie, so that he forgets how movies work. Um. Did you ever see the movie Pie? Yes, I yeah. did. Okay. I also saw Super High Me. <laughs> I didn't see Super High Me. Oh, you should. It's a good movie. It actually has a lot to say about the um, sort of the dispensary business in California. Oh, yeah. When he made it, it was right before they were uh, going into action. Mm. And, you know, there's lots of legal issues going on with it. It's it's pretty well researched. Uh, So I went to a... uh, a Oh, yeah. What'd you do, Zach? Spooky wedding. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, did you want to say anything more about about the pies? No. I, I felt that I was rude not uh, asking you, hey, how was oh, your no. week? No, that's I'm just trying to move the show along. No. You know, I, oh, this, okay. is a, this is a train. We got to get to the next station. Sure. Um, there was a murder on board. <laughs> we need to figure out. The gendarmes have to get on the train and figure out who it. It was everyone. They all murdered him. They all murdered each other. Mm-hmm. Even the conductor. Yeah. How did the train even stop? That's why it wrecked. Yeah, uh, yeah. I went to a spooky wedding. Uh, didn't have any, you know. If I if somebody presented me with something that they called a pie and it was just a brownie with bacon on top of it, <laughs> I would, I would just walk out. I would say, you know what? Oh it, well, wait. I didn't say it was outdoors. Oh, oh so you couldn't really? I would Can't have gone in. Out. I would have just gone to the bathroom <laughs> and just refused to come out until that that that. that uh, fiasco you got to drink as much milk as you wanted huh that's i pretty much i'm always drinking as much milk as i want (laughs) i guess that's true yeah um huh milk Uh, they had water also okay no beer or no no alcohol i really would have liked uh like a good wheat beer with with pie i think that that's a good good mix or mitt pie as they say they make the wheat beers Mm um i went to spooky wedding uh, mm-hmm. I was down uh, down in Tucson where my mom lives, so my, my girlfriend and I went and stayed with my mom, uh, mm-hmm. had dinner at a place, uh, drank some beer, went to a bachelor party and bachelorette party that split off. Uh, the men went to a dinner uh-huh. uh, and then had some drinks. But you had another dinner? Uh, yeah, well, I didn't. Ba- bachelor dinner. I had a martini. Mm-hmm. I, had a, I had a martini with blue cheese stuffed olives. Wow. It made me feel really sick. That seems uh, like something made me feel really sick. It was based on a martini that they serve at a place that I like in uh, San Diego, and I always I always get it there. Uh-huh. And, and it's, it's stuffed with blue cheese, the yeah, olives on. Yeah, 
blue cheese huh. olives. It's 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 novel. Okay. It's like drinking Jenny blue cheese juice. I like anchovy stuffed olives. Do you? You ever had one of those? I have. You've made me eat one. Yeah. Um, I think it was from Mexico. No, it's from Spain. Okay. <laughs> Pre-Mexico. Proto-Mexico. Uh-huh. Um, uh, so yeah, we went to we went to this bar. I I, I overheard a uh, a funny pickup attempt. Okay. Uh, there were these three girls sitting at a table, um, and a guy sitting by himself at an adjacent table. And not I part of your group. No. Okay. No. And I didn't. The girls weren't a part of the bachelor party group. That would have gone against the entire spirit of a bachelor party. <laughs> That's true. Um, so I didn't hear anything that happened before or after what the guy said. But what the guy said was, "So you girls are talking about space, huh?" What's your favorite planet? Wow. Yeah. I didn't hear the response, but uh, there wasn't any, there, there didn't seem to be any movement. Do you think uh, he, he was hoping that they would response with, respond with Uranus? Maybe so. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, why don't we, why don't we go back to my place and get better acquainted? Uh-huh. I can take you there. Mm-hmm. I can fly you to the moon. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we went to a strip club for like three or four minutes. And, really? And then left for some wow. reason that I'm not entirely Highly clear efficient. On. Yeah, and then uh and then uh one of the guys uh realized that he had left his credit card inside the strip club. In 3 minutes? Somehow. Wow. Uh, it could have been more than 3 minutes, I don't know. Okay. It was long enough for me to use the exorbitantly feed ATM and then not get any lap dances. <laughs> awesome. Um, so yeah. No, I just came in. I just came in to use your ATM because uh-huh. I don't I don't uh, think that the fees that other places charge are high enough. Uh How much was it? Uh, it was uh, actually strip only, club it was only five dollars, which I've okay. seen it. I've seen it as much as twenty at those. I always go. Really, I don't always get uh, money out of an ATM at a strip club, okay. but when I go to a strip club, I always look to see how much the fee is. Really? Yeah, because it is often comically high. Um, wow. Anyway, so that we walked back with the. We were afraid that the guy was going to start a fight <laughs> with the people at the strip club or disappear. So I went with him. Uh, he was pretty drunk. At oh, this okay. Point. Uh, I went. Is this him. why you left? Uh, I don't. It might have been. I don't know. I just somebody came over and said, uh, "We're we got to go. We're leaving." Okay. Okay. Yeah. Something was going. Something was going, going on. on. Uh, so we go back, and the guy. And I felt. So, I hate bouncers by and large more than any other class of people. Something about being a bouncer at a bar. Maybe mm-hmm. especially being a bouncer at a strip club just attracts the biggest dicks who, even when they're right, you just hate them, right? So huh. it wasn't like a, oh, sorry, fellas, we're closed. You can't go in. It was like, hey, whoa, whoa. Yeah, no. Whoa. You guys are not going in there. Like, wait, that, that was his response. When we walked back to the door, he oh. like ran over from somewhere adjacent to the door where he was standing, made a big show about how we couldn't go in. And he's like, uh-huh. oh, I just left my credit card inside. And the guy called in, said, nope, no, you didn't. Really? <laughs> so I just was like, you know what? I don't want to watch this. So I went back to the car while the guy stood and argued with that dude for like 20 minutes or so. Whoa. He just sat there and did he get his credit card back? To show up. No. Really? <laughs> yeah. So now he just has to cancel that card and get a new one? I guess. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen there. And then we went to the wedding and everybody was dressed. Uh, the, the groom was a vampire and the bride was a zombie. And, uh, and uh, boy, we, I think we gave some advice that came back to bite me in the ass. Uh, oh, remember, really? What? Remember when, uh, remember when that gal wrote in to say what, to ask what kind of beer she should get in a keg? There's a keg of cider and a keg of beer. And we were like, yeah, Stella. Yeah. Everybody likes Stella. Yeah, I had to drink some Stella. 
at this wedding. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, next time, next time, if this, if I, if I think there's even a chance that somebody I know is asking a question about what kind of beer to get, I'm just listing a beer that I like. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway. But that wasn't the person who asked the question. <laughs> groom was groom was vampire, uh, bride was zombie, and uh, preacher was werewolf. Huh. Yeah. Well, I got to say, if that's what you look like on your wedding day, it's all uphill from there, right? <laughs> I guess it is. Yeah. If if your bride looks like a zombie and then you get her home and then she's alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Wow. There's nothing falling off of you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the groom, if the groom had been dressed like a leper, would have been the same. Vampires are usually pretty svelte, though. Yeah, they are. You know, they, they never they, get any older. They get it together. Yeah. Unless they drink blood from a dead body. <laughs> yep. We're going to do that one two that shows in a row, huh? Fucks their shit right up. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, I haven't seen that movie in a really long time, and I, I have a feeling either. that it would That's be what really, I remember. really stupid if I watched it now. <clears throat> Can you name a vampire movie that isn't stupid? Oh, Let the Right One In. Yeah, I guess that's yeah, true. Yeah, owned, buddy. You didn't yeah. think I could, but I could. I was thinking of an American film, but yeah, you're right. Let the Right One In is an excellent vampire film. Okay, let's see. Are there any non-stupid American vampire films? I mean, I'm sure many people would um, say that Bram Stoker's Dracula would be, but that... Like the Keanu Reeves one? Yeah. No movie with Keanu Reeves is good. I disagree with that. Oh, because you were such a big fan of The Matrix Reloaded. (laughs) Hey, Bill and Ted's was awesome. Okay. So was A Scanner Darkly. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I'm kidding anyway. I like, uh, the River's Edge was really good. Oh, I've never seen The River's Keanu Edge. Keanu Reeves yells at a man and calls him a food eater. <laughs> food eater? Yeah, that's what I remember about that movie. Really? Yeah, it's really good. And uh, and Crispin Glover is uh, is in rare oh, form. Nice. You don't understand anything, man. Is that's, Matthew Lillard in big, it? I don't think so. Oh. I think Matthew Lillard was but a wee lad. Mm-hmm. A Lillardito, as yeah. they say. Aren't you proud of me right now? Yes. For mentioning Matthew Lillard? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know who he is. I guess so. Yeah. Good deal. It's happened. All right. It's a watershed moment in the history <laughs> yeah. of our podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I feel like something else. No, I just came home from that wedding. No, we went to Old Tucson Studios. Oh. Uh, and we saw a real bad Can-Can uh, show. That Why had was like it bad? 30 seconds of Can-Can. Because it was like... Th- 20 minutes of ridiculous stage nonsense Hmm. hauling guys in from the audience and putting goofy hats on them chasing them around and i do not like audience participation cackling and stuff it was it was painful to watch and then finally they they did you know 30 seconds of the can can Mm -hmm. Uh, it was okay i drank a bottle of sarsaparilla oh nice you know sioux city sarsaparilla which is the only kind of sarsaparilla you can get these days um well, that's because it's the best. And then we went on the Haunted Mine adventure, uh, which is usually really good uh, because there's usually a guy who is really enthusiastic about his role as the grizzled, crazy prospector. Uh-huh. Uh, this guy was really phoning it in. He was really? he was just he was seriously like we were following behind him because he's like carrying a lighter. And he's like, oh, look out over there. Oh, look, oh, look out. It's a guy. Whoa. Watch out for that. Like, it's like, uh just so clearly did not care what he was doing oh uh, we didn't go on a horse ride thought about going on a horse ride but then i remembered a thing that happened to my father uh maybe 20 years ago uh where he uh went on a horse ride at old tucson and then was like in was hospitalized from some sort of testicle fracture <laughs> what yeah i don't know what happened this is not something I know about. Yeah. Okay. Just some some sort of serious uh, testicular malfunction. He went to the doctor and the doctor was like, what? Have you been like riding horses or something? And my dad said, uh, yeah. 
And I was like, yep, you're going to have to stay off it for a few happen. weeks. Yeah, but I bet that horse isn't there anymore. You don't think it's, yeah, probably, probably not the same horse. Yeah. Old nut smacker, they called him. <laughs> so, uh, if I could think of the name of a single horse, uh, se- I can't make a funny Seabiscuit. joke, but sec- Secretariat. Um, anyway. Uh, what else we saw, uh, we saw sort of a poorly acted and choreographed, uh, gunfight, mm-hmm. um, you know, guys getting shot, the, yeah. redemp- the redemption of some sort of preacher who used to be a, a, cutthroat, a gunslinger, a cutthroat bandito, right? And then he became a padre mm-hmm. comes through in the end, saves the gal. Right. Know. It's just like that mission, um, the movie, the mission, just that, like it. Uh, it was a reenactment of some reenactment of something else. <laughs> really, it was a reenactment of a reenactment. Yeah, it was a it was a it was a sequence of scenes or a scene from the the remake of The Quick and the Dead. Huh. I've uh, also never seen that. That might not have been a remake. Actually, it might have been an original Sharon Stone western. Huh. Um, I don't know. Leonardo uh, DiCaprio was in that. I learned this week. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they filmed one or more of the Young Guns uh, movies at Old Tucson Studios. Really? It's weird. They 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 existed for a really long time as a as a sort of a movie lot for westerns, and right. they all burned down sometime in the eighties. Oh, and um, then they couldn't use it for that. Well, sure. I mean, they could they could do like a post apocalyptic western wasteland, or like I sure. think they might have filmed Backdraft there while it was on fire. Uh huh. <laughs> they were like, quick, get that guy who wanted to make that movie about a movie lot burning down. Right. We can film one last show here. Go out in a literal blaze of glory. Sure. Uh, so that was that was my weekend. Awesome. Uh, and then I just played a lot of video games. I feel uh, I spent almost all of today playing video games, and I feel I just feel physically drained. Like I feel like the weight of me being just a wastrel is is huh. pressing on me. Really, I'm finding it hard to breathe. I'm sorry to hear that. It's depressing. What really, I, I thought playing life? video games was really great for you. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. But when an entire day I got up, you to, overindulged. Yeah, I overindulged. I overdid it. I, I need like the equivalent of Alka Seltzer, but for video games. Oh, which is maybe like a bike ride. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought it'd be like doing your taxes on Quicken. Oh, no, no, I would never do that. <laughs> I don't think Quicken is a program for doing your taxes. It's part of the reason it I isn't. Do that. I think Quicken. Uh, oh, you can you... import your tax information from Quicken. Yeah, I think it no, does. You, there is a Quicken. There's one Turbo of those taxes things... made by Quicken. Sure, there's one of those things. Quicken is for some of the stuff that I don't do, like balancing your checkbook. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, I've right. I've heard that's it's something. Like, that Quicken is for do. people who are interested in paying attention to numbers that have dollar signs in front of them. Mm-hmm. Right. Not for me, buddy. Not for me. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, uh, speaking of paying attention to things, uh, one of the things yes. we do here on this Advice Hot Dog podcast is we pay attention to the needs of our listeners and we help them needs with, the, of the with, many. The, with the problems that they've got and boy do we have a backlog of problems that people have told us about here and i think we should we do we should get to Gotta it help but, them. Uh, but first let's have a cocktail let's do so this cocktail comes to us by way of a uh, listener suggestion from andrew meyer who wrote into the facebook that we should try a negroni mm-hmm. uh it is uh it is one part gin one part campari which i had to go buy for this drink Mm -hmm. Uh, because I didn't have any, and one part sweet vermouth. Which you did have. I did have. I had the gin, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, Campari is extremely bitter, and it has resulted in this cocktail being extremely bitter. It's got like a little bit of a sweet note when you first get it in your mouth, but then it very, very quickly devolves into just like painfully bitter. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I have to say that it's growing on me a tiny bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's also getting watered down a little bit as maybe. the ice melts. Yeah, maybe that's it. Um, yeah, very bitter. Campari. Campari is Campari is potent. It's yeah, like it is. It's like bitters schnapps. Mhm. What would you say it was? 22%? 24. 24. We are the 24%. Uh-huh. Of alcohol you, by volume. You, you 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 talked about the guy that you imagined drinking this cocktail. Yeah, I I imagine that uh, if you're going to drink this cocktail properly, you should be wearing uh, some kind of iridescent, slightly iridescent, shiny suit, Uh, have a stylish haircut, and uh, sip it at a club. Okay. Maybe uh, six o'clock shadow. Because it's a weird thing that you ordered. Six o'clock shadow. It's five o'clock shadow, right? Uh Uh-huh. Or what happens at four o'clock? Do you have uh, a shadow at four? At four o'clock, you have 20 minutes to find somewhere to get okay. high. Okay. So it's a um, get high at four, five o'clock shadow, and six o'clock beard. Uh, one, two, three o'clock, four o'clock rock. <laughs> um, I, You know, you might, uh, if you shaved in the morning, have a noticeable shadow at five o'clock, but I would be lucky to get a five o'clock shadow by six o'clock the following day. Really? Yeah, my... my uh, my my growth is not particularly manly. I don't know that I would have a five o'clock shadow. You don't think so? At six o'clock. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't know how fast your beard grows. It grows a lot denser than most dudes' beards, though. Mm. You've, got, you've got that Mexican heritage. Yeah. You've got that bandito beard. I sometimes store things in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can, I think the reason that, that Mexicans grow facial hair so readily is to uh, disguise them in the event of them having committed a crime. Yes, and then you shave, and then you're free. Uh, yeah, no, sorry, that, that, that guy doesn't look like a criminal at all. Mm-hmm. Let him go, boys. That's what, they, that's what the officer says. Yeah. The federale. To the boys. Yeah. The, um, um, the muchachos. <laughs> uh-huh. The hombreros. Hombreros. Yeah. See, this is why I'm, I'm, in, a, I'm in a Mexican mood. Um, Nice. Yeah. It's uh, using, using things that aren't words. Uh, so, yeah, this is uh, thank you for the suggestion. Um, this this uh, fits right in with my liking things uh, that are one part X, one part Y, sure, one part yeah, Z. That's, that was very important. Uh, I found out that it, uh, it was a variation on a previous cocktail called the Americano uh, in which the gin was replaced with soda water. Uh, so somebody just wanted a stronger version of that. Um, which, so they had to name it something Italian rather than the Americano. Okay. Right? I don't know what Negroni means in Italian. I imagine something black. I don't yeah. know. Blackish. It's red, though. It's very red. It looks like blood, but not the blood of a dead child. <laughs> no. Yeah. And you can tell because we're still talking. Yes. We haven't, uh, we haven't fallen back to be taken advantage of by other vampires mm-hmm. and Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know... I forgot what I was going to say. I think I was going to say something about uh, Angelina Jolie. Uh, didn't Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton carry around each other's blood? I think so. That's pretty gross. Yeah, you can totally tell that relationship was going to last. Did you ever love anybody enough to carry around their blood? Mm, I, I don't even think it's an issue of loving them enough to carry around their blood. If your wife asked you, Roy, I need you to carry around some of my blood, would you just refuse? I would consider it. You'd think about it. I, I would wonder why she wants me to, though. What if she said, there's no time to explain. I need you to carry around this blood. It's vitally important. Would you trust her? Yes, I would. Okay. I think that's because you married the kind of person that you trusted not to ask you to carry around blood for no good reason. Right. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, that's true. If she were to ask me, she has a good reason. Oh, okay. I totally understand it now. 
Uh, she needs you to hold on to this blood uh, because they're doing a blood test for her to adopt a bunch of African children. <laughs> and uh, she's worried that the test will show up too much blood. <laughs> so she needed to offload some for sure, a while. Sure, sure. Um, One vial's worth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't remember how this show works. Do we start reading questions now? I think we do. Okay. You explain the drink, and now we go to the questions. Okay. So let's get to some questions. So Kirk wrote in and said, uh, what is a good way to organize chores around the house? I don't need to delegate tasks, but just to keep my own responsibilities in order. How should I approach managing my chores? P.S. I'll be sending a Darth Vader shirt to Roy tomorrow unless I pick a different one. Yes. Uh, you know, I have uh, I have never managed to do a single chore. Really? Yeah. You may have noticed uh, the the labyrinth of garbage that you had to pick through to get from the front door of my house uh, up to the Advice Hot Dog Studio. It did studio. take us a while. Um, the studio is relatively clean, uh, just because we don't generate much garbage in here. Well, we don't live in here. That's, that's true. That's true. Uh, I, I mean, the garbage can is filled with the same garbage from when we first started the podcast. Oh, that's true. But you know what's not in there is like, say, apple cores and uh, fish skeletons. That's true. Right. Here's a question. Uh, here's a question for you, Roy. Mm-hmm. Whenever there's a cartoon about right. garbage, there's always you. a fish skeleton. Right. With have the you, whole head. Right. Have you ever seen that in in the real world? Not in the garbage. But have you? I it's mean, really hard to remove a, a fish skeleton from its body that way. Mm-hmm. Only certain fishes will will let it happen. Okay. I have eaten fish that will let that happen, so I have seen it on a plate, but I've never seen it in the garbage. Well, presumably, you threw that away, right? You didn't. Well, I was at a restaurant. Oh, okay. Well, somebody threw it away. Yeah, someone and then, did. And then Heathcliff and his, his and his gang, his fat buddy whose name I can't remember, I don't uh, remember. Gordo. Then there is also Tomcat, right? He would also had had a group of. Uh, oh, there was Top Top Cat. Top Cat. Uh, that's and, it. Uh, yeah, Garfield. He just had those eggs that he was friends with. <laughs> right. Um. How do you how do you stay on top of doing chores at home? I have a hard time with it. I mean, um, every morning, pretty much, I get up, and if there's dishes in the sink, which most likely there are, um, I do them. And then I make make us both, um, you know, like coffee or tea and our lunches for the day. And then I generally sweep the kitchen (laughs) and dining room. And then I try to sweep the bedrooms and stuff. But, you know, like sometimes I won't wash the or clean the tub in, you know, a couple of months. And that takes a long time because it's a pain in the ass. You have to actually get in there to do it right. And then I don't want to be in there naked with a bunch of cleaning (laughs) cleaning utensils right you're afraid you'll get some 409 on your dick exactly but i also don't want to use you know be in my regular clothes or even my cleaning clothes um one thing that i discovered is not nearly as expensive as you would think uh, it would be is a cleaning lady to sure to come by like once a month and like vacuum and dust and, and yeah i feel guilty about the that floors and stuff why do you feel guilty about that because it's my mess i don't want someone else to be cleaning it i find it I mean, embarrassing do you, feel, do you feel guilty about leaving a messy hotel room because that's your mess too i actually don't leave a very messy hotel room oh yeah yeah you uh, when the, when you first check into a hotel, you go and you cover everything in plastic, mm-hmm. and I sleep on the floor. And then when you leave, you just take all the plastic with you. Yeah, exactly. And um, any body parts that I have, you know, the best way to uh, stay on top of your cleaning is to have a party every every month or every other month. Oh, because you have to clean up before the party, you do. but then you're cleaning up last month's party mess. 
Yeah, and but, it's gross. You know, you're, you're what? So what that what that would do if I were to approach it that way is that like the centerpiece on my kitchen table would be like a half full bottle of Sierra Nevada Pale Ale filled with cigarette butts. Yes, that's true. But after a party, I do always clean the big stuff, which is all the bottles and cigarettes, and the corpses. Right. So then. Uh, once you do that, the rest of the house looks fine. I find it is a lot easier to. Uh, so I've I've always been I've always been a guy who, if I don't, I like to roll out of bed and just immediately leave. Yeah, uh, I don't do that to go to wherever I'm doing because I find that if I don't do that, I just end up stuck at home. Yep. All day. Yep. Uh, and I do I do not like allowing that to happen. And so the only time I ever get anything done at the house, I mean, I also work late. And then when I come home, I immediately start just drinking and <laughs> laying about. Right. Uh, so during the week, nothing is getting done at the house. Not even mm-hmm. like television watching or anything. You know, right. just uh, there's 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 working and then there's sleeping. Right. And drinking. Well, you have a very regimented schedule with with all your podcasts and, sure, and such. Sure, sure. What I would recommend is uh, spend eight or ten or twelve hours a week doing podcasts, and then uh, just live in a labyrinth of filth. Right. Um, but so I will often uh, I will often clean to punish myself when I have a hangover, huh? Uh, and also to sort of sweat out the hangover. Which I Interesting. Feel like there's, there's nothing for it. Why do you to, need to punish to yourself to discourage myself from doing it again? Never works. Mm-hmm. 35 still still rocking them right yeah <clears throat> um i generally don't get a lot done during during the week uh mostly what gets cleaned is the kitchen because i cook every day oh, yeah you know and that disgusting sink that we have in the little bathroom that has the flat bottom so everything drains poorly so every day when i brush my teeth the bottom of the sink just is encrusted with uh Toothpaste from the toothpaste. day before. Why don't you use a different sink? Because Corinne is using the other sink to get ready. So I brush my teeth in the other one. You could try I'll eventually replace times. it. Uh, yeah, Have you considered but... uh, getting a night shift job? So oh. that you're brushing your teeth while she's cooking dinner. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, except she doesn't cook dinner. Okay. Uh, unless you want to have spaghetti every day. <laughs> exactly. That's what you said. Cool. I made spaghetti tonight. You did? Yeah. Nice. Uh, was it bolognese? Uh, yeah, with some hamburger. Mm-hmm. I didn't use uh, I didn't use any beef hearts or or tongues. Mm-hmm. I got a freezer Which full. Which you you showed me. I it did. was very impressive. I did. I was like, hey Roy, you want to see my beef heart? And it then was as big as I, your face. I know. What I what I actually did was I just showed Roy my face and pretended it was a beef heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my face does have some fatty veiny deposits on it these mm-hmm. days. Um, I said, do you want to see my chicken heart? And then I pulled out my balls. Yeah. Uh, Baffled in Boston writes, a friend of mine just said he's probably going to sign up for officer training for the Air Force. He can come up with any number of reasons he thinks it'd be good for him, but he's looking for some unbridled, thoughtful pessimism. Since I don't know anyone who can give me that, I thought I'd ask you guys. Mm. Um, That lot of wars going on right now would be the primary reason I'd advise somebody not to do anything military. Yeah, I I would, um, unless you really want to be in war, I would stay away from the military. Yeah, it's really it's really difficult for me to imagine the guy that. So there are definitely people who will. There are guys in my family who have joined the military for a number of reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, some because they were just fuck ups and realized that they needed some discipline and structure, and so it was like, all right, it was like cutting the cord from themselves 
and mm-hmm. just submitting to sure. somebody who's going to yell at you and you know stop you from screwing up your life. And that seems make, like a really positive thing sometimes. Sure, right? sure. I mean, what it, uh, unless you get killed by a bomb, right? <laughs> right. Uh, That's the drawback. Yeah, which you know, fairly unlikely these days. Like the, there are not a lot of uh, not a lot of casualties on our side percentage wise right it's not I mean, it's uh, there not, are horrible injuries though. there 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 are but they are they are infrequent i mean the, like we, we've all of the money that we have spent on making war has made war a lot safer for our dudes right i mean compared to something like vietnam especially compared to sure like, sure like that's world true war when, II, when right? you're comparing those numbers but you know there are still sure quite a number of soldiers sure. that die every day right but there's also a lot of people who die as truck drivers right and mm-hmm. so it might be there might be more dangerous jobs than being a military guy there probably are more dangerous jobs than being a military guy so uh, i think there's a, a lot of people who will also bad. just evaluate it and say all right well this is a job that pays well i'm i'm smart and scored well on the asvab so they will treat me well and you know that it's like you can probably uh, you know the the government never does anything to to leave uh, veterans swinging <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Or endanger them. A lot of those guys. A lot of those guys are. I mean, every single one of them. Fine. Mm-hmm. Nobody complaining about the way they're treated. Right. Um, <clears throat> Especially after they got out of the military. There's also the like Eagle Scout mentality. That's like, yep, yeah, military. I'm gonna go challenge myself and jump off of some shit. Jump out of some sure. shit. Fly sure. Sure. Or shit. a sense of duty, right, to your country and to uh, your people. You know, that is such an alien mindset that I can't. I can't even. Okay. I can't even begin to. Empathize. Well, you can acknowledge that it exists. I almost can't. <laughs> really? Yeah. I almost refuse to believe. Like, uh, you know, that's like saying, "Oh, th- this person is going to the circus because they love clowns." Mm-hmm. No, they're not. Some people do, especially the clowns at the circus. I don't believe you. I every clown secretly hates himself. <laughs> really? Or herself? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Let's see. Insufficiently educated in Iowa, writes Zach and Roy. How hard is the GRE background? I've decided to go to graduate school after being out of school for some time, and the first hoop it seems I have to jump through is the GRE. I'm wondering how much preparation I need for this. I'm fairly strong in reading and writing, but my algebra skills have sort of atrophied from misuse. Should I be worried? How does one study for this? Should I go out and buy a bunch of expensive guides or just find some used textbooks and do some practice problems? Any tips for adults going back to school in general? I didn't really go back to school as anything that I would consider an adult. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were fairly old. I think we were both like 25 when we graduated from high 24. school. 24. From high school? Yeah. <laughs> that, that is what I meant. Well, no, when we went back to college. Sorry, I have mean. to reveal this to you. Um, <laughs> okay. How I old are you? from high school until I was 25. Uh, I never took the GRE. I didn't either, but I... Well, it's one test, right? Or is it a yeah, series like, of it's tests? Like the SAT for, it's like the SAT for grad school. Mm-hmm. I, you know, Aren't there practice GREs there, that you can the, take? There are, and there are like, you know, if, if you really want to, you can like do, you can get a Kaplan tutor or something. And, mm-hmm. you know, our, we, we got a buddy that does that. And, and oh, you know, right, his, right. his feeling about it was always the same as like, you know, somebody who does not test very well can get the go through a training program and pretty pretty dramatically improve their score but for someone who tests well 
uh, it's it's not particularly useful. So really? are you good at standardized tests? If so, don't worry about it. Uh, if not, then yeah, I'm sure there are practice tests online. I mean, how about you, brushing up on your algebra and stuff? I don't have, I mean, I would have a hard time right now taking any sort of algebra. I had test. a hard time uh, figuring out how to answer this question because, uh, my algebra skills are so rusty that I don't even remember what algebra means. Is that mm. like a math? Mm-hmm. It's a branch of, it's a branch I think of, it is. It's type of math philosophy. Okay. Um, there's like so there's like a problems about trains and farmers trying to figure out how much fence they need per I, mile I per think hour. they call those haikus okay um yeah so get a book by basho mm-hmm. uh, and that's all the studying you need mm-hmm. you don't want to go to school everybody goes to school when there's a depression on that's what they say yeah it actually isn't um rendering the proper results that people were told oh yeah nobody gets nobody's making any money mm-hmm. we i graduated from college and just kept the job that i got that i had while i was in college yeah and then i was like too. screw this job i'm gonna become an entrepreneur uh-huh. first you had to learn what that word was mm-hmm. so i had to take the gre study guide uh-huh. right uh, i remember a buddy of mine talking about a question on the gre uh that was like something is to something as last is to shoe. Uh, and it relied on the person knowing that a last is like a wooden thing that a cobbler uses as a, f- a foot model to make a shoe on. I would not know that. I would not have known that either. I would know it now because of that guy telling me that. When was this GRE written? To forget things like that. Uh, I don't know. I think I heard this story in 1994. <laughs> huh. So, and it wasn't for elves, it was for humans. It's still that guy. Yeah, elf last. Uh-huh. I think this was a I think this was back when the GRE was written by those elf quest people. Uh-huh. Who wrote those comic books that are not real. Did you ever read those? No, I don't think that they're real. Oh. I think that that only exists in scans on the internet. Oh, really? Mhm. Mhm. They've just made them out of other comics. I see. Or maybe they were Japanese. Okay. Were they like porn? They were adult themed. Why do I? They think definitely that? had nudity or things. I didn't have uh, sex in them, as far but as were, I, like, I remember. Dicks. No, there were elf breasts. Oh, I found the characters really un- unattractive, <laughs> so I couldn't do anything with them. Okay, you couldn't do anything with them. No, you couldn't do anything to them. On them, CW writes, dear Zach and Roy. I'm an American student from Reno. Well, okay. I'm an American student from Reno spending the semester studying in Viterbo, Italy. Semester is about half over, but I would still like to know, how should I make the most of this experience? I have some funds to travel, but not a huge amount. I speak pretty competent Spanish and I can read Latin, but I can't speak much Italian. I understand pretty well when people speak to me, but it's really hard to respond to them. Fortunately, I'm with about 50 other Americans, only six of which uh, men like myself. So I do have some people to talk to in town. Uh, thanks for the advice. Keep up the fantastic podcast. Boy, I like those people odds. to talk to. Yeah. 44 ladies. Mm-hmm. What you should do is you should go on a, a wild, uh, like a Richard Linklater style adventure date with each of those 44 ladies. Oh, uh, yeah. Take one of them to Paris and she might want to go to a cafe mm-hmm. uh, and eat some bread. Uh, one of them go to Spain and uh, look at some uh, architecture by Gaudi. Yeah. Uh, what else is there in Europe? Take one to Germany mm-hmm. and go on a tour of a sausage factory. Uh-huh. Um, well, I mean, he doesn't have to sure. take her to yeah. Germany for no, that. No, well, what you do is you go on a tour of a sausage factory, but then when you get back to your, when you get back to your, uh, what is the German word for hotel? 
your hotel your hotel uh say i now now it's time to go on the real sausage factory tour right 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 hands on Mm -hmm. um he said he doesn't have a lot of money so i don't think he's going to be able to take all these ladies out Uh, really short dates is the thing you have to do yeah, like but a, he, you're saying he has to actually go to these like places before, yeah well so to just get says, a view master says, of all the places he, says he has some money for travel which means he can go to at least three places so okay he, he needs to so he needs to divide the 44 girls up into three equal sized groups okay uh, and you should uh, you should you should talk to this uh, guy from iowa about the gre who can explain to you how to do that okay um i'm and, following uh, you yeah, just do like like a rapid succession of like you know mm-hmm. speed speed dates okay. only speed Richard Linklater movies. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. One of them dazed and confused. Uh, take her to the top of a tower. Uh-huh. Just anywhere. And have the cheerleaders yeah. spit on her. Yeah, look at the moon. Uh, look at the moon and then uh, go home and listen to uh, listen to Aerosmith on giant headphones. <laughs> Um, I would have to say if you're in Italy and you're afraid of talking to people because you only know uh, Spanish and can read uh, Latin and Italian, you really shouldn't worry about it. Um, If you speak to people in Spanish, they will respond to you and, and for the most part, they'll understand you. And in my experience, Italians um, are very cool about you trying to speak uh, to them. So they're all on Vespas. Uh, they're going too fast to understand you anyway. <laughs> Speak in Spanish with an Italian accent and they'll they'll be cool. They okay. will. It, it sounds ridiculous, but uh, the Italian people are very accommodating. And they will more or less figure that out. Yeah, if it's, you speak Spanish with an Italian accent. Why is the Italian accent necessary? Why couldn't you just speak Spanish with no accent? It, it shows that you're trying to make an effort. Oh, you're trying, like, you're you know, and whatever to, Italian words, you know. <laughs> no, whatever, do it sincerely. Whatever Italian words, you know, just stick them into your language. And eventually you'll be speaking Italian. And you never knew. Uh-huh. I know you just add an uh to the end of a lot of words. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Try to meet some Italian ladies. What's wrong with them? Them late? Although with this group of American ladies, you might come home and one of them might live within, uh, right, you know, like at your house. Yeah. One of them, one of them Eventually. might want to go on a nightly, she might want to buy a season pass to the sausage factory. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, yeah, yeah, I I did not. Big spend, groups are uh, fun. I didn't spend very much right? time in Italy when I was when I was there, and I wasn't around any Americans besides my then wife and my mother. Mm-hmm. Um, neither of which were interested in the sausage factory tour. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, it was Italy and not right. Germany. Uh, they the have col- good Italian the sausage. The Coliseum was pretty cool. Oh, you saw that? Yeah, um, that's cool. The uh, what else? What else was going on there? Uh, oh, well, go to Florence, right? You. I only went to Rome, okay. which was part of the problem. Okay. We went to the Forum. Mm-hmm. Uh, Did you go to the chapel? Did you see the chapel? Yes. Okay. Which one's that? The one with the, the Vatican? The Sistine yeah. Chapel? Yeah, mm-hmm. we went to St. Peter's. I think that's important. Um, uh, Florence, for the same reason, for all the work by Michelangelo that's there. Okay. And it's just beautiful, right? Yeah, so take a girl to see that. Take an American gelato. girl. Okay, so here's what you do. Go on a date with, uh, go on a bunch of double dates, you, an American girl, and an Italian girl, and just see what happens. Oh, yeah. You know? See which one wins. So, European girls, totally crazy, and uh, American girls, uh, while they're traveling abroad, also totally crazy. Yeah, yeah. You never know what's going to happen, buddy. Mm-hmm. You never know. Roy, this, this beverage is giving me a bellyache. It is. It really is. Every time I take a sip of it, I can, you know, it's like, oh, there's that warmth spreading in my gullet. Oh, nope, that's not warmth. It's just pain. 
I I thought Campari was a good thing for after a meal, a, oh, yeah, a, a digestive. Is. I thought. Well, I think it was. This was listed as an aperitif. Oh, so really? So to eat this and then uh, drink this and then eat something to make it stop hurting, like cheese or a glass of milk. Uh, yeah, or sure, or some some Maalox. Uh huh. Um, oh, we should make a cocktail: the Campari and Maalox. Mm. The Campari and Maalox sounds like a like a Dr. Seuss. Uh, character yeah like maybe creature. or maybe something from a from one of the star wars expanded universe novels <laughs> oh he got eaten by the camparian malox oh right right yeah. it also sounds like something out of lord of the rings mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. the camparian malox beware of the camparian malox maybe something out of like alice in wonderland mm. yeah that's okay. what you were thinking of uh, let's see. Torn in Toronto says, Dear Zach and Roy, life has presented me with a choice recently. I find myself with two potential girlfriends. One shares a lot of my interests and appears somewhat attracted me uh, to me. The other shares less of my interests and is very attracted to me. Should I try and make it work with the former or take the safe road and go for the latter? The relationship will likely have to end sometime before next fall when we go off to different universities. We almost certainly will. Which one of them should I pursue? P.S. Where do I go to buy a duvet? Mm-hmm. Uh, Roy, I don't know what a duvet is. I have to. A is duvet like a, is a cover for um, a bed cover. A cover for a bed cover? No, it's like uh, a duvet is one of those. I, I think the, this is what it is. Um, it's like a big sort of like huge pillowcase, and you put like what would be a comforter innered inside of it, and then you use that as your comforter. Okay, but uh, then so you can wash the the cover. Home Depot. Yes. They're next no, to the, you go to the IKEA. They're next to the ladders. Um, <clears throat> IKEA sell duvets. Doesn't it? Do you remember from when you were single how you'd be single for a really long time, and then all of a sudden you'd have like nine girlfriends? Yeah. That what the fuck is? I don't know. Why does that happen? What, why like, can't you just have one girlfriend for every day of no, the week? No, why can't? No, what I'm complaining about is why can't you always have nine girlfriends? Oh, I see. Like, Not the dry spell. You want the full spell. Yeah, you want. Yeah, it. It. it when it rains, it pours. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, for it, so for for on a serious note to this guy, if you are starting a relationship that you know is going to end in a few months, pick the one that you think is going to be the most fun. Right. Right. Like just mm-hmm. like don't don't try and imagine like some kind of ideal ag- situation. Yeah, like agonizing over the situation and trying to like find the love of your life if you are you know already resigned to the fact that this is just like a fling. Just like have have fun. Right. You know that. Date them both. If it's a couple months, just date them both. You don't have to know. Mm. Yeah. I always feel weird about that. Yeah, I, you, I think you it's... always do. You always feel weird and awesome. <laughs> and you're like, up. Oh, this is good. I, you know, I know this can't go on. And then eventually mm-hmm. it starts to get stressful. And then you're like, all right, well, I'm just going to break it with both of them. Oh, okay. And just become celibate uh-huh. and start listening to a lot of Morrissey. Yeah, and self-flagellation. Yes. Uh, flatulation. Um, yeah, go, go with the one that that you are <laughs> that you are happiest with. Yeah. Um, it Who is are you weird. most excited to see? Right. <clears throat> it is often weird. Like, do you want th- th- like? So it sounds like this one has that kind of imbalance, right? Like, there is the girl that he's more into than she's into him, and then there's the girl that's more into him than he's into her, right? And like, neither of those things is particularly sustainable. <laughs> Well, it's also on the surface, though. Uh, you don't know what's going to happen once you get to know either of them, whether you will like them more or I mean, not. This could be his best friends from childhood. 
right? They've been to school together for a while. They're getting ready to go to different colleges. Maybe they've known each other the whole time. Oh, it could be. Maybe they yeah. used to send uh, Morse code signals with flashlights from their upstairs bedroom windows across a block. Sure. Sure. But people are different in a relationship than they are with their friends. Sure. Sometimes they leave the toilet seat up. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they never, ever stop farting. That's, that's a, true. That's a thing that a lot of women have learned about me. Right. Is that right. once I'm past that hold in your fart stage, it is mm-hmm. like you find out how much work it was. Okay. Let's be honest. Do you have a stage which is holding your farts? Uh, me personally? Yeah. Uh, no, I just often try to imagine what it would be like if I were a normal person. I see. Who okay. actually cared about the experiences of those around me. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I don't. Mm-hmm. This is just a character I'm playing for this podcast. Okay. Got it. The guy who is not just a total prick. Mm-hmm. Um, RJ Hillis says, I will soon be needing a pair of braces. Any advice? I'm assuming he means dick braces. Oh, um, right, right. To hold one, it up. One for above the dick knuckle, dick knuckle, and one for below it. Um, I just wanted to say dick knuckle. <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> um, what, what, what a pair of braces. I don't even like if you get braces for his like legs, dental braces. That's not a pair. Of them? Yeah, you get the top ones and then you get the bottom ones. I don't think that's a pair. That you makes a pair, that braces. a pair of braces. Oh, I gotta I gotta get my pair of teeth fixed. <laughs> I gotta get a new pair of teeth. And when and when you get the braces out, people ask, Hey, what happened to your pair of braces? They're out. Mm-hmm. And you just walk around you walk around making a big deal out of licking your teeth and smiling, going, Ooh, ooh. <laughs> mm, so much space in my mouth. Yeah. Somebody somebody should put some sausage in there. Uh I seriously, what I don't understand. I don't know how how you prepare for braces. For leg braces, uh, ask a doctor, uh, not us, because that's presumably who's telling you you need to get the the leg braces. Uh What seriously? What is a pair of braces? I I I think this person means for their their teeth. Um. So if you are if you are like an uh, like a like a nineteen or twenty year old girl, that's still pretty hot. You think so? It it depends. It depends on the girl. Some people can pull it off. You got to own it. You got to own it. Don't. Sure. Don't, be, don't ever be embarrassed be by them. about it or embarrassed about it. And, you know, but that doesn't mean you need to like pick food out of it in front of people like I would. <laughs> that shit is gross. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, you do have to own it. So, so in order to just make sure that everybody knows you're really comfortable with it, just start eating slinkies in front of it. Just go into, go into the room and say, all right, check out what I can do and just eat a slinky. Whoa. Wow. Like that James Bond character, Jaws. Yeah. I mean, that was just, he started out with just getting braces. Yeah. Just regular braces. Yeah. And then, then he had metal teeth installed. Yep. Uh, yeah. I don't even know about this question. I'm not sure. Not sure where to go from there. Tim says, hey, Zach and Roy, I pickled some jalapenos and they're incredibly hot. They're bread and butter style. I like eating one with a sandwich, hot dogs and hamburgers, but there are some peppers that are so hot it feels like eating fire. What's the best way to soothe the burn and enjoy the flavor? Beer, water, milk and ice cream only help short term. Also, for my next batch, what pickle flavor should I try? Love the show. You know more about pickling than I do. Oh, yeah. Um, And milk. uh, Dill, maybe. I don't really like bread and butter style. I didn't used to. Really? But now Has I get some every once when I go to the salad bar, and I'm like, mmm, bread and butter pickles. Hmm. Okay. Also, I like whiskey now. I oh, taste that's true. Yeah, you, you've grown up. Um, what, did he say bread? When I was a kid, my parents always had to force me to finish my whiskey. <laughs> really? And yeah. now, now you just do it of your own volition? Come on, Zach. There are sober kids in China. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
Uh, those those poor sober kids. Uh, bread shake is usually really good for taking out the the hotness. What? A bread shake, like a milkshake. Like milkshake made out of bread. Made out of bread. Okay, so you just put some bread and some ice cream in the blender. Yeah. Hmm. Mix it up. Eat that. Okay. It's fine. It's good. Um, for the long term, not eating the hot foods is the best solution. Sure. Yeah. Just don't. Right. Just abstinence. Stop. Yeah, just stop. Uh huh. That's. I mean, really, we're we're required by the school board to tell you that that's the only way. Yeah. The uh, only answer is abstinence. Yeah, don't eat those peppers. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, I read that question already. Trey says, Hey, Zach and Roy, I'm having some trouble with a very emotionally needy cat. I adopted her from a local shelter about two years ago, and she's a great pal when I'm awake, but every morning at about 7 a.m., she wanders over to my bedroom and begins yowling and scratching at the door. Normally, I just let her hang out in the room with me at night, but my boyfriend has a mild cat allergy, doesn't want a bunch of cat all up in his face when he's sleeping. What can I do to make her stop being terrible? Thanks a lot. Hmm. Uh, you know... This is a get a new boyfriend situation, not a make your cat say. Because your cat is just being cool. You like your cat. That's true. Your cat just wants to hang out with you. I, You know what I really like? I like it when I wake up because my cat is like lying right on my face. That happens sometimes? Yep. She lies on your face. Just right up against my face. Okay. And I just like kind of use her as a pillow and mm-hmm. go back to sleep. And it's, I'm like, ah. Oh, that's sweet. Everything is comfortable and great. But then my douchey boyfriend with his cat allergy is like, get that joy and comfort out of here. And I'm just like, okay, honey, mm-hmm. I, I guess, I guess if you, if you say so. And he rolls over, starts snoring, inconsiderate prick. Um, if this is an outdoor cat, you could um, train that cat to go outside that, at that moment. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't think normal people have outdoor cats. Really? Yeah. I have an outdoor cat. I know. I'm saying I don't think normal people have outdoor cats. I mean, you grew up in Mexico, a culture that thinks of cats as li- <laughs> like livestock. We didn't have any cats in Mexico. No. Well, I guess I grew up in a culture that considered cats livestock. Uh-huh. I was confusing me with you. Um, really, you don't think that most people have cats that they have indoors and then they let them out and then they come back in? You're the only person I know who... Really? Everyone has outdoors. either a cat that is always outside or a cat that's always inside? Uh, no. Everyone has a cat that's always inside. Like Really? Yeah. What kind of life is that for a cat? Uh, it's a pretty comfortable one, I imagine. The cat wants to go outside. He wants to explore. He has a, his train, his dominion. Okay. He's, right. he's got to prove it. If you say so. Cats get hit by cars. Yeah. And then you'd be sad. Because cats are stupid. Yeah, but I'm not going to deny him that. Okay. It's going to be horrible th- tonight when I go home and find out that the cat's been hit by a car. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I, I, you, you are, I, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just wrong. I mean, maybe it's me being paranoid. I guess there was a brief period of time where I let my cat outside, but it was so mm-hmm. traumatic for her that I just stopped. Really? Yeah. Traumatic. Yeah. She was just afraid. I remember once getting woken up uh, by uh, two cats uh, flying in the window. My cat being chased by another cat that she was in a fight with, and then her oh. chasing that cat out. Right. And then I was like, yeah, I think I'm just going to close this window. Forever. Yeah, I guess that does happen sometimes. I mean, the cat does get into fights and stuff. Your cat, but, just, wants to, your cat just wants to love you. More than I can say for your boyfriend. If he really cared about you, he would get that surgery that makes you not allergic to cats anymore. <laughs> right. Where the, Don't they have to remove your testicles for that, though? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, can you try that? There is that Allerpet stuff, I right? Don't I don't know anything about that. It's like some... Um, the cats either ingest it or they're drops something that makes the cats um, spit, not um, 
an allergen for people. It seems to work. I thought it was dander. I guess so, but isn't that from them licking their own fur? I don't know. Their I, thought, own I just filth? always thought it was dandruff. Oh, like cat, from the cat. Like dandruff, but <clears throat> cat like dandruff. Cats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and it has to be a cuter term, so so they say dander. Mm-hmm. Hey, Roy. Uh, not that anybody would after this uh, this abortion of a show, but uh, if somebody wanted to ask for our advice, how would wow. they go about doing that? I would not classify the show in that category. You wouldn't. No. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, after this cat euthanasia of a show. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, they would go go to our website, advicehotdog.com, and there they could see links to uh, Gmail, which is advicehotdog at gmail.com, uh, Facebook sla- slash com, advicehotdog. Uh, they can go to Twitter. They can follow us on Twitter, at advicehotdog, or they can give us a call at 769-218-9225, or they can also send us those great shirts to Advice Hot Dog, P.O. Box 41774, Mesa, Arizona, 85274. I've not yet received a uh, an exchange t-shirt or shirt. But you're going to. Yeah, I'm going to, and you're I'm excited. I'm going to Yeah. It would be cool if all of the shirts were Star Wars shirts. It would be cool. My, uh, my mom was showing my girlfriend pictures of me as a child, and it is a, a surprising number of the pictures of me as a child are Star Wars-centered. Really? Star Wars cakes. Star Wars stuff for Christmas, huh. Star Wars Halloween costumes. God, it's so easy to shop for you. Yeah, I was so Star Wars. Yeah, uh, Roy, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with this stinger uh, stinger that you mm. selected from Sean. Pump action or break action? Pump action. Yeah, just because of the words pump action. Yes. Have you ever fired a shotgun, Roy? No, I I would like to. Yeah. They kick and they give you a big bruise on your shoulder and you really? never make the clay disc explode. Oh, I never actually that's what happens? I never actually shot a, a, clay, a clay disc. Okay. I don't think. I don't remember if I've ever shot a shotgun. Really? Yeah. I fired a twenty two. Pump action is better for killing a whole bunch of dudes. Break action is better for like looking like a badass. Because you have to do mm-hmm. like a trick when you like are say riding your motorcycle in a canal with Edward Furlong on the back of your motorcycle because yeah. you're fleeing from that cat from the pet cemetery. Right. And you have to like, you. do the trick where you swing it around and break it down and reload it and then pop it back together. Right. That's a break action. I didn't realize, I thought I was going to read this and not know what those words meant, but mm-hmm. then I remembered what those words meant. You thought it related, related to Cars? No. The sequel. I just didn't. Yeah, Cars 2, uh, where, where Woody dies at the end. Uh-huh. Um. <clears throat> Yeah, so it really depends on how many cats you need to kill. Okay. Bunch of cats, pump action. One cat, you oh. want it to look really awesome. This is why you keep your cat indoors. Yeah. Shotgun-wielding <laughs> madmen uh-huh. around every corner. That's true. They are more... People... Listen, the guys that wander around randomly shotgunning cats are at least as common as, mm. as child molester murderer perverts. Wow. Yeah. Really? Your cat is still more likely to get struck by lightning. Nevertheless, significant threat really truly significant threat to mm-hmm. our nation's cats wow keep your cats inside spay and neuter them don't declaw them you dick i don't declaw my cat okay okay i was saying that to our listeners oh i see but you were looking right at me so i was very afraid i was just signing off i, I think <laughs> all right well uh thank you everyone for listening and please tune in next week for a new and better episode of advice hot dog mm-hmm.